Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this week's Boardroom Bodies podcast. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Liz Gate of EG People Development and what she does is in the title. So I'm really interested to talk to Liz about not just what she does, but also how she runs her business and how she finds being a business owner. Because as we all know, it can be lonely, it can be hard work, it can be wonderful and we can really enjoy it. But thank you for joining me, Liz. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. What a lovely way to start the week. I know. It's Monday morning, people, and in, and it's great. The sun's shining so far. <laughs> Anything can change in the next half an hour. <laughs> so, <Holding on to. laughs> yeah. I can see it's the weather's nice where you are. It is. The sun is shining, and I'm looking out at all that gardening I did at the weekend, which is pretty good. It's a nice, inspiring view. Lovely. I'll ask you about that as well, because you and I are keen gardeners. Uh, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> so, um, so Liz, tell me about your business, first of all. What exactly do you do? So in terms of the things that I do, it, it, they're always based in things that excite me. So the things I get excited about are inspiring other people to be great leaders. And for those of you who might go, well, that's not me because I'm not a manager. No, it's all about personal leadership. So enabling you to be that best version of yourself. So I'll do that, achieve that through coaching. And also then I'll achieve that through training. So I train lots of teams to help them be awesome in their team. And also I will train leaders and they can be all shapes and sizes. So junior managers through to exec teams get to help them be the best version of themselves because of course then they inspire other people to do exactly the same and nobody teaches you how to do that when you go through university you might be an amazing social worker or an engineer but nobody trains you how to be an awesome leader so that's actually what I do yeah yeah I read a book um that kind of what you've just said just reminded me of the book and I've got it on a shelf but I can't like see immediately but it is all about that the way you behave the way you perceive yourself in terms of being the best version of you and being a leader even though you might not have that formal title of you know leader or director or whatever or manager it was really inspiring I thought and if we are the best version of ourselves, isn't that what a leader is? 
absolutely and it remind you remind me of a lovely quote from Marianne Williamson which I won't be able to remember all of it but there's a part in there that if you let your own light shine you give other people permission to do exactly the same and so are you that person or are you the person that uses language that just brings each other everybody down you know which version are you and I know which version I prefer to be. I prefer to be that nice, shiny person that is inspiring others. So really, I like to feel that I'm enabling other people to do that for themselves and enable it in other people. Yeah, yeah. I think that there are a lot of leaders out there who get it, who know that they need to inspire and they want to inspire their people and motivate them. And then there are still some leaders who think it's about fear, um, you know. And when I used to be, years and years ago, t- talking to a lot of uh, company directors about training their people and things like that, I, I did a few times get the, you know, well, if you train them, they'll leave type of response. <laughs> Richard Branson says train them and invest them that much that they won't want to leave it's suddenly different isn't it yeah but also yeah they're untrained why do you want them staying (laughs) I, I do find that piece amazing and because I'm inspired and I've had inspirational leaders and they're the ones that trusted me they were also they generated a sense of trust within the whole team and I knew that they had my back and they chucked me in the deep end and I go well that's all right because I I know they're there Mm -hmm. trust me I trust them I I was creative innovative tried new things I was a little bit risky possibly and that was awesome and then Mm -hmm. conversely thinking of that fearful environment all that you're doing is just sort of watching your back all the time and you don't Yes, you're not creative, you're not innovative. There are still some people who think that's what managing people is all about. Definitely not what I aspire to. It's an inspirational piece. No, No, because then I think people end up spending so much time doubling up on their emails so that they're covering their back. You know. And it's interesting, before we started, we were talking about construction. So I do some work in the construction industry. And we talk about, well, why won't you have a conversation with somebody about that? Or oh, no, I have to send an email because I've got to cover my back. And yeah. it's all about the audit trail. So they're existing in a culture of fear rather than a culture of trust. So that's yeah. really interesting. Different mm. cultures. It's, obviously, construction isn't all like that. But I just think of that was where I last heard. Yes that comment yeah 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 so how did you get into the business how did you get into this type of work it's a really interesting question Jackie because if if you were looking on paper at my CV you go that's a bit weird because my I originally came to Birmingham and did a Birmingham University and I did a music degree so music was the whole of my life from the age of five that's when I learned to play the piano and I and, and through my music degree I went and worked at British Airways in all of my holidays and I worked in HR and I just thought yeah I could do this 
And of course, I was inspired by the environment. I love, I, I loved the environment, especially in, and I'm showing my age, but when Concord used to fly over, <laughs> you, you couldn't have a conversation. It was so noisy. But, and that's how it started. And, and then it really evolved from there that I did, I worked in the probation service. I worked in generalist HR, then learning and development, organizational development. And there were, you only, it's only when you look back now that there, there was really a key theme that ran through it. And it was all about enabling people to be that best version of themselves. And if it wasn't for, and here a really good lead, here's an example of a really good leader. Someone called Derek Manning, who I work with at Quest Career Services in Birmingham. I was almost fresh out of university and we were working in a career outplacement organisation, which was part of NatWest Bank. Oh. These people had just been made redundant. And he said, right, I would like you, Liz, to, to run a three or four day programme to help gear them up to to be ready for alternative things. Yeah. And I just literally just got chucked into it. And then I went, oh, I actually really quite like that. So I do think it's lovely that when you work for people who believe in you and say, well, I reckon you'd be really good at that. Yeah, I found my place really quite, yes. quite early on, but then I drifted into generalist HR pieces and, and that wasn't so inspiring. But then I did thankfully emerge out of it in my where I was meant to be. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Derek. Uh, yeah. Yes, go, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> nice, isn't it? I think when we look back over our working life, there quite often is one or two people, isn't there, that, that stand out uh, for yes. myself too. It was a lady who, although I lived about 40 miles away, she actually is from over this area in the Black Country. Hazel Fellows, her name is, a wonderful woman, gave lots of her self to her work and to her people and I loved working for her and inspired me yeah, really inspired me so yeah and so what part of the work is it that gives you the best satisfaction then I I love watching people grow Jackie I just it's I know I'm not a parent but I have those feelings of like a proud parent yes and I think you do say in a course it's not everybody that goes Whoa, this is amazing when I'm doing a piece of work with Motorola at the moment with some senior managers and I was training with them a couple of weeks ago and I said I love working with you because you just take the stuff and you don't we pull it apart and then you go right I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and they take it away and they do something with it and I love working with people like that absolutely love it and I come away going what an amazing day because it's not about me telling people this is what you've got to do I don't do that no the inspiration really to work it out for themselves yeah. so sort of yeah. coaching in the in the training environment yes yeah and that's what I really, I really love because not all groups are like that. You might have people who have been told to be here, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You aim to turn those people around, but sometimes you don't. But yes, it's just inspiring people mm. that then just get it. They go, wow, I can make a real difference here. I can be a real inspirational leader. And I'm thinking about two delegates on that Motorola course. And the business says, why is it that when we place 
apprenticeships or graduates with you, why is it that then they don't want to leave? I think, well, I know why it is that they don't, those, they don't want to leave. It's because those leaders and managers are just brilliant. Yes. And how awesome is it to sort of shape someone else's life and inspire them? And like we say, we remember people, don't we, that positively yeah. change our lives. Yeah, yeah. And when I used to do training, you know, maybe, you know, a group of managers or, and I go around at the end and I say, so well, we'll have done lots of things. And I think we probably do similar sort of style of training delivery there's a the coaching there's the information and now practice it and those kinds of things I'd go around and say you know might be a room full of 10 and everybody would take something different from a whole day's worth of content and it's inquiry what you know they've taken that they've taken that and they want to and I try always when I was training to give people something they can apply straight away that it wasn't something that, you know, they've got to think about and get permission for and all that kind of thing. A lot of the personal stuff that they could use. So it used to fascinate me that, yeah, you could have a room full of 10 people and they'd all take something different which is stuck in their minds or different technique or whatever to try. It's fascinating. It really is. People are all different, aren't they? Yes. And that's fascinating too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how long have you had the business? So I've been on and off freelance since 2001, but I was then doing self-employed work and employed. It really varied in its balance. And when we had the financial crash around sort of 2007, you know, my freelance work sort of disappeared almost mm. overnight. And I thought, oh, I'm jolly glad I'm, I've got an employed job here as well. And then really, I think it was sort of 2016, 17, things were really ramping up in the freelance world uh, and I reduced my hours in the corporate world I, thought, I can't fit this all in <laughs> and it was in 2017 no 2018 early 2018 my coach no it was late 17 but she said to me and I will never forget this we were re-looking at my values she <laughs> said your values are being met in your corporate world and how many of your values have been met in your freelance world and, you know, when you get that absolute clarity, I thought, right, it's time to just go yeah. for it. What's the worst that could happen? And I could deal with the worst that could happen. So I just went for it. So 1st of April 2018, entirely freelance. I came back from I went to Australia actually to, for three weeks to see my brother mm -hmm. and his wife. Came back completely fresh. I'm like, going to really go for it now. And I, I still obviously had some work. But my insights mentor, he said to me, Liz, unless you create space for freelance work to come in, it won't happen. So you have to just make that brave move, create the space. And he was right, and it did. Right, yeah, yeah. So tell me about Insights. What? Just explain what Insights is. Yeah, as I dropped that in there. So Insights yeah. is one of the global leaders in profiling tools, and it's been around for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years, actually. So an inspirational guy called Andy Lothian set up the company Insights up in Dundee. And it's 
how what an amazing entrepreneurial story because insights is used globally from organizations such as unilever and google it's used across the world and uh, right out into sort of the middle and the far east out into australia i keep volunteering to go (laughs) over but it's massive in the states massive here in the uk and it's a profiling tool which uses color energies which when sometimes we look into preferences in the workplace, it can be a little bit complicated. People going, oh, where does that all come from? But these colour energies, and there are four of them, they are easier to connect with. Because if I said to you, come on, Jackie, we need to dial up our cool blue energy, we know exactly what that is. Right, okay, I'm going yes. to be a bit quieter. I need to focus on fact and logic and data. Okay, let's do that. So it's awesome on a one-to-one. It's awesome in teams because we sit around a, a mat that sits on the floor that's all full of colours. And, and also I use it in leadership training to help with self-awareness because, of course, mm-hmm. if you don't understand yourself first, yes, how on earth can you go and inspire and motivate other people if you don't understand you? So yes, yeah. just brilliant. And I've been accredited in that since 2010 so yes 13 years yeah 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 so what do your clients get from that what what's the benefit to them well particularly if they are in a team whether that's a leadership team or a team or if they're on just a leadership program what they get is a 20-page profile which explains their strengths and weaknesses the way that they prefer to communicate and not communicate. It gives ideas on their development suggestions, their blind spots, which I'm doing quite a lot of work on blind spots at the moment, because we think, well, yeah, I know the the way I do stuff is really awesome, but actually people aren't all like you. No. Uh, Create some blind spots and other people do it in different ways. And if you just go, well, no, the way I do it is the best. We're, we're limiting the potential of teams by just sort of letting our unconscious bias take over. Funny, I do exist in a place where we have lots of military aircraft coming over and we are now have. Can you hear that? No, I can't. It's very loud here. <laughs> you can't hear it, it's fine. But yeah, so they get a profile, they get lots of inspiration. And of course, then it feeds into other courses and hmm. team development activities and leadership activities. It's just... Brilliant. And have a catchphrase the possibilities are endless they are but that's true Absolutely. yeah they yeah are. yeah that's brilliant brilliant okay um, so you've run your business for a little while now mm. getting used to it <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> how do you find it how do you find running the business and delivering really kind of important stuff that you do I will be honest, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's a game of two halves for me. I love the fact that I'm working with people who believe what I believe. That for me is really important. I don't want to be working in an environment where I feel like I'm pushing water uphill. I just don't want to do that. So I don't have that. So that is truly awesome to be doing what you love doing every single day that it doesn't seem like work. I mean, what a gift. You know, the flip sides are, particularly when you are a sole trader, and the clue here is soul. Yes. When people say to you, oh, you ought to do this and you ought to do that, and I'm kind of glazing over going, 
oh, there's only me. But <laughs> I have learned, you know, I've got, I do now have somebody that helps me with my bookkeeping. Oh, yeah. me with my tax return I have someone who now helps with my admin because then what I was doing is coming home from a long day mm-hmm. of training maybe travel two or three hours and now I'm checking my emails sorting out administration blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah so it's all of those things are challenging marketing mm-hmm. PR all of those bits and pieces you you have to be brave and pull people in even if you know oh I could do that yeah you just end up working 20 hours a day if you're not careful. So that's the challenging part about it, is knowing that you're not a superhero and bringing expertise in. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in Boardroom Buddies, the mastermind group of which you're part of, we have that saying of just because you can do something as a sole trader, should you be doing it? Because there are specialists out there and your time becomes so crucial when you're running a business that, you know, that that odd hour and a half, you know, to do some bookkeeping compared to an hour and a half contacting your clients or networking and meeting new people, those kinds of things, you know, which is the more, more important one? They're both important, but the one is more key for you because you're selling your service and yourself. Yeah. And I am really good at planning and prioritizing. That is something I'm good at. Mm. And uh, the moments that's hardest when you are, as you say, presented with two really important things. And sometimes I do have to put down an important thing. If I'm preparing for a training course tomorrow, that has to take priority. Yes. Uh, the hardest bit is when you are presented with multiple important things. Mm. Yeah. And I love the phrase that we use is, will it move the business forward? And and that helps for yes. me. And I think, right. And also, I'm very careful about how I plan every week and takes things off. I think well, there's no point having this really long to-do list. You're not going to do all of that. So why punish yourself for the fact that you can't do a third of it? Mm-hmm. Push it on to next week or the week after or even push it on for a month. Yeah, it's realizing as much what you're not going to do as well as yes. what you're going to do. Yeah. So yeah. it's been brutal about it. You've got to yeah. be brutal as a sole trader. Yes, yeah. I suppose it's that management, self-management awareness that you need. And also, I mean, when I started the business, there was it was like, yeah, I need to do me me accounts, I need to do this, I need to do that. But actually I hadn't got a mindset early on of right today this is really important I have to do this you know I think over the years and quite quickly really because I've had other businesses so I know how important keeping on top of your figures are and things like that yeah I think quite early on I realized that you've got to assign time to run your business and you can't deliver five days a week for eight hours every day and run a business without it running you. And that's the whole thing with Mastermind as well, is that we talk about, okay, so what about delivering for three days and earning all that you need to earn in three days so that you've got two days to run your business rather than running you? 
and I, I made I did make that mistake early on getting overexcited yeah I now I train or coach a Tuesday Wednesday Thursday mm. and it is confined to that because I want to also make sure that I'm not compromising the quality of what I do if mm. uh, I know we had this chat at Boardroom Buddies the other day people ask me as a sole trader so how's business going are you busy and busy does not define my level of success or my the, what I'm getting out of mm. how I love what I do. Yeah. Busy, that, that will be working, be training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, actually compromising the quality of what I do and winging it and being completely disorganized. All my life, I feel really stressed just thinking about that. Yeah. It's my busyness, there's no measure of my effectiveness. No, it's a really good, good insight that is, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll ban the, the word busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we still use it, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Because you're always busy as a business owner. When are you not busy? <laughs> it's, it's just a given, but it, yes. it's. It <laughs> so what kind of development do you do yourself? Yourself? Shed loads. <laughs> uh, I am obsessed with filling every moment with learning. So this morning, when I've been pottering around here at home, I've been listening to a high performance podcast. So Jake Humphrey and Damien Hughes, I absolutely love their their channel. So inspirational. So I've been listening to Sabrina Cohen Hatton. So she's she's the chief of the Fast Service in Sussex, and just brilliant I haven't quite finished listening mm -hmm. to her so even if I'm in the garden I've got something wearing away in my mm -hmm. back pocket so I will churn through a couple of books a month sometimes more I'm always waiting for that next audible credit and so I've had to buy some recently because yeah audible can't keep up with me <laughs> um, so yes it's listening to inspirational thought leaders it's listening to podcasts he keeps reinfor reinforcing the things I know that I believe in. And I like listening to people who've got different views on things. I go, oh, mm. that's interesting. And it can reform some of my yeah. thinking. So, yes, that's what I get up to is mostly it's audible and podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you must read because I can see all those books on that bookcase behind you. I would say I think the majority of them have been read. But sometimes I'm much better... I'm much better at the audible. I'll, I'll get the book in order then that I can take it to training and say to people, this is a brilliant book. And yeah. I'll then go through it and highlight things that I really oh, found. Do you mark the pages? I do. And I know lots of gurus, oh. they're cringing and going, yeah, I like a book to look battered and used. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I used to be very protective about my books years ago, and then I thought, well, if we don't read them, what's the point of them? You know, if we don't scuff the pages and all that kind of thing. So although I might not highlight my books, I do actually mark them with little post-it note tabs, you know, the little ones, just, you know, and I might mark on it what that point was that I particularly liked, you know. Yeah. So what's, what sort of books have you got? What are they? Ooh, so I just think, what am I, what am I, have I got going on in the moment? I've nearly finished a book by Adam Grant called Think Again, because I'm really curious at the moment about 
thinking styles and decision making styles and uh, yeah, thinking about teams and how they tend to operate yeah. uh, and uh, rebel ideas was, has, I've read I listened to that one twice and got the book and <laughs> scrolled all the way through it and I'm, I've been using that but in training so rebel ideas by Matthew Syed oh. uh, that's a brilliant book the, the, another one I've just finished is turn the ship around by Lieutenant David Marquette I'm not quite sure I'd say his surname, but that was recommended to me. That's been brilliant. And uh, yes, I've just downloaded this morning as a result of listening to her podcast. So Sabrina Cohen-Hatton has got a book called The Gender Bias. So I'm, I've just downloaded that this morning. So it all their books primarily about high performance. So Jake Humphrey and Damon Hughes, I love that book. That I've listened to twice and bought the book. And gone on to their uh, their live tour. That was great. And met them both. Oh, okay. Yes. So high performance by them. Brilliant book. Absolutely superb. And very workable. You know, when we're saying it's nice for people to be able to take things away. So many practical tools through the, in that book. And they've also got a supplementary journal that goes with it, which I'm working through as well. I can see it. Right. Sounds great. Yeah. So you do a lot of development yourself. And and a lot about the relate to your work and delivery. And I guess you'll take the tools, that, that you know, the learning from those books and pass them on, which is yes. what it's all about. But I also know that you like to disappear into the garden. Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell me about your gardening. When we moved in, it was nothing. It was a poorly laid giant patio and a piece of grass. And that was it. And we had the inspiration to bring in a garden designer because I just want, I wanted to enlist the help of somebody who was really creative. Mm. He created the design and I'm looking at it now. And I, I'd have never thought about doing that or planting in that way. Yeah. So it was really good learning from some from someone who really knows their craft. But we have done all of it. Other than the patio, I hasten to add, I thought we need an expert in to do that. But I had bought the plants and there was one, I did a load of planting on December day and I was running out of light. I said, I've got to finish this. <laughs> so my husband comes out with two decorating spotlights. I'm there in the dark. I'm with my head talked up. <laughs> Still planting away I want to plant these plants and do you have neighbors yes we have a farm next door and we've got two neighbors because it's a barn conversion so we have two neighbors on the other side do they think you're potty <laughs> so they, they do come in and go wow look at your garden look how much yes and I think that's that lovely piece about looking at the two beds that we've just finished we must have dug out about three tons worth of rubble and bricks yeah and we we, and yeah. we did that. We didn't have a digger. We did it. Mm. And I look at that and go, "Wow, it looks amazing!" But oh my goodness, <laughs> that was such hard work. But it's yeah. a lovely. I just love being outside. Yeah, I identify with that. I'm, I've become a very keen gardener since. And actually, the I've always we've always done the garden, but it's always been, "Oh, I've got to get this done. I've got to get that tidied." You know, it's a got to get, got to do type of approach. Whereas We've completely transformed the whole of the front and the back now. And I pull the blind on the front in the morning and I've got a Buddha sitting in the front, facing the house. 
and lots of planting. And I pull blind and I look at her and I think, that is exactly what I wanted. Mm. And it's so lovely. Yeah, just love being able to help things grow. <laughs> it is. And maybe it's that nurturing piece again, isn't it? Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Do you grow veggies and stuff like that? Yes, we do. Yes. Mm. That is a throwback to that's how I was brought up. You know, my grandfather, my parents, early memories of being on my grandfather's allotment, picking yeah. blackberries that were on the on the railway bank for the tube station down in Edgware. Lovely. So it's just the way I've been brought up. So I just carry that on, everything from runner beans to courgettes to fruit. I've got two fruit oh, cakes. Yeah, but I yes, it's just that's the I love just going down the garden and just going picking a few potatoes and twenty minutes later you're having them fresh on your plate. And there's nothing nicer. No, that's great. Yeah. So talking about food, I was I like to ask people what they're you know, we've talked about books now. So what's your favorite takeaway? Would you like to do for a takeaway? I probably it's probably it's probably a you know when you have your favourite, you know, I go to the Chinese and you're going, oh, don't just have that again because you always have that. <laughs> yes. Something lovely about that chicken and sweet corn soup followed by a, a nice, you know, when you build your own pancakes with the crispy duck, oh, it just, there's something about, oh, yeah. And that's just, my mouth is watering just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a huge amount of takeaways and I, and, we got into, and it's lovely when we cooked together and we did a lot of that during COVID. So we were part of a gang called COVID Kitchen. And on Friday nights, we were following along on Facebook Live, a friend of ours, and uh, and I did learn quite quickly, prep in advance because he chops like this. <laughs> and because otherwise I'm going, oh my goodness, I can't keep up. But that sort of community thing, it's having people around for dinner. It's making, eating a, a nice social thing. I do love that. Oh, brilliant. Yes, a lot of things changed in the pandemic. They did. And of course, lots of people had it, it's an excruciating time with loss. Uh, yeah, but there are some changes to our lives, I think, with like we're doing now, using Zoom more and Teams and expecting to see people on WhatsApp video and things like that now, which we wouldn't have done before. Yeah. So that's really interesting, Liz. So um, so how do people get in touch with you? Oh, lots of different ways. So probably the good starting point is to, oh, just connect with me on LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn as Liz Gate. Mm -hmm. That's A-I-T. As I say, walk, trot and canter rather than the garden gate version. <laughs> uh, because that is it's sort of it is full of um things that I'm up to and I put inspirational posts on there and things. But also my website, which is uh, egpeopledevelopment.co.uk. And uh, there's uh, contact uh pages throughout the the whole of the website. So just drop me a message. That's the best way to do it. Liz, it's been absolutely brilliant to talk to you and to find out more about your business and what you do. And of course, running your business and what you find challenging. So, so yeah, thank you for joining me for today. Thank you for, so much for inviting me. It's been lovely to have a chat with you and start the week off as I mean to go on. Yeah, brilliant. So that's brilliant. Thank you, everyone, for listening. hope you've really enjoyed the podcast as I've enjoyed talking to Liz today. Like it on Spotify or Apple. Share it. 
And of course, if you have some comments, I'd love to hear from you. So once again, thanks for listening. And yes, subscribe so that you know when the next podcast is coming out. Speak soon. I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jax, that's J-A-X, at jackiecasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.